Welcome to Greener Fields with me, your host, Hannah Nash. Here, I'll be chatting with people all around the world about the realities of life in your 20s and 30s, especially regarding what life is like living in Ireland or abroad. The good, the bad, the funny and the ugly, and everything else in between to help you decide whether the grass is always greener on the other side or just greener wherever you water it. Enjoy! Roberta Harrington, you are very welcome to Greener Fields. How are you getting on? I'm good, Hannah. How are you? Thanks so much for having me. No, I'm very, very good. I am sitting in the attic with a blanket and a hot water bottle on me, which is probably very different to where you are today. Can you tell our listeners whereabouts in the world you are? Yes, very stark contrast between the heat in Sydney and what you're experiencing at home, having to use the water bottle. So yeah, I moved over to Sydney. Um, I'm here seven weeks now. So I left home two months ago, which is, it just sounds, in my head, it just feels crazy because the time has absolutely flown. So I would have just spent a week with my sister in Dubai on the way over and then headed on over to Sydney. So I've been here since and settling in. It's been like, we'll we'll chat a lot about it, obviously, in the podcast, but it's just been a whole whirlwind, so much change. Like I can't even explain the amount of change that has gone on in my life over the last couple of months. But um, embracing it all and just like feeling all the feels and kind of maneuvering my way through. Um, but yeah, so for anyone who's listening, I'm in Sydney, just like the rest of Ireland. <laughs> like um, it's so crazy. I can remember the first week that I moved over here and people were on about like County Coogee, County Coogee. So like Coogee is just one of the eastern suburbs where like all the nice beaches are. And I was on my own the same day and I can just remember doing a little coastal walk and then I sat down at the Coogee steps and everywhere I looked Hannah and all the sounds that I could hear was just an Irish accent or gangs of Irish people. I was like, oh my God, there's not even an Australian in sight. So yeah, I'm in County Coogee or County Sydney as the Coronas called them last or last Saturday. County Sydney is what he called it. So um, yeah, I'm really enjoying my time here, I have to say. I think, you know, you, you mentioned, like, I, I actually have never heard it just been described as County Sydney or County Coogee. And I think that is such probably an apt description of what it feels like being on this side of the world, looking over to Sydney and Australia in general. And it sounds like what it, it is, the reality is that there is so many Irish people in Australia. A lot of them want to go. And that's why when I put a call out for like, who should we interview? Who's just new to Australia? Your name came up so many times because you are creating content and sharing your kind of actual thoughts and experiences of doing something that a lot of Irish people have either done or want to do as this whole idea of emigration to Australia and I guess yeah there's just so much I can't wait to talk to you about is that the reality of it the highs and lows make me as jealous as you possibly can but then bring it back down to earth and tell me the truth about it all but before that I'd love to get to know you a little bit and I guess um the, the listeners who don't know you would love to get to know you a little bit more as well and kind of sometimes the question I ask actually not sometimes all the time the question I ask my guests is this idea of you know you have now emigrated from home you're now in Australia and sometimes travel or this thought of emigration is something that's like has been within them for a very long time so they can remember watching National Geographic or um, you know going on holidays with family and they were always like I can't wait to get out of here and for sometimes it's people who are in college they get their first taste of independence and they're like get me out of here now and for other people it takes a little bit longer or it's never really there for yourself where have you fallen on that spectrum has travel adventure um, I guess yeah been something that you've always wanted or has it kind of come up yeah I think specifically for Australia um when I was 21 I came over and visited my sister who was living in Perth at the time um she spent about four years there and I actually had another sister as well um Mm -hmm. older again who had spent some time in Perth as well um and I can just remember my two months with my sister and being like just falling absolutely in love with Australia the lifestyle was just amazing and bear in mind now I had actually visited Perth in the Irish summer which was their winter but still it was like 20, 21 degrees. It was just so chill. There was people down, you know, running or surfing or sea dipping at like quarter to six, six a.m. in the morning. And I was just like, oh my God, this is a bit of me. Um, 
you know, the lifestyle in that sense is very different. People rise very early. People go to bed quite early as well. Um, so at home, if you were to be up at 5.30 a.m. to go to the gym before work, like I am now, you'd be definitely the outlier, you know, and people are like, Jesus, she's cracked. But over here, it's very much the norm. And I think I just fell in love with that lifestyle for the very brief two months that I had in Perth. Um, and I can remember hopping on the plane home and I just made a promise to myself that I was coming back, mm. not specifically to Perth, but I was coming back to Australia. And I didn't know when that would be. Mm. Um, but yeah, I suppose. And then in terms of just traveling, immigration in general, I'm very lucky that I was brought up in a household where we were taken on um, a holiday every single year and we got to experience lots of you know, new countries, whether it was in Europe or whether it was America. Um, and we got to experience different cultures, different foods, different types of people. And I suppose that's always been instilled in me as a result from a very young age. Um, we owned a camper growing up at Dad's Pride and Joy, and we we traveled the length and breadth of, of Europe in it, everywhere from France to Wales or just take it all over Ireland. Um, so I think it's probably been something that's been instilled in me from my childhood. And I'm just always really eager to experience new places. You know, I think the plan for me right now in Australia is, yes, absolutely to travel around Australia, but it's also a new base. So like obviously Ireland is really good to travel to America. It's like it can be five, seven hour flight over or it's super easy to get to the UK or to Europe, whereas Australia for me is a great base. It's now to go to Fiji, to go to, you know, New Zealand, to Tonga or Samoa or any of these weird and wonderful places that I wouldn't really get an opportunity to go to unless I was based here. Um, so, yeah, I think in short, Australia has always been somewhere that I wanted to come back to. Um, I was initially leaving pre-COVID and then obviously COVID hit. So, in the one year I was going to do my yoga teacher training basically and heading straight to Australia from there. Um, at the time my boyfriend wasn't coming. Um, and it was just something I was going to do for a year and just do it on my own and um just try and embrace it all really. And then COVID hit and um plans changed. And yeah, look, I think everything happens for a reason. I think I'm in Sydney now at the right time in my life. Mm. Um, a couple of years older, definitely more self-aware, definitely more in tune with what I want and how I want to approach life. Um, so I feel like right now I'll get more from the experience than I would have had pre-COVID, if that makes sense. Absolutely. And I think those kind of the thoughts of these plans changing, it's funny, you're, you're not the only one who said that. I think it's probably our age group or kind of those mid-20s where we're thinking you know people had intended to go in March 2020 like I had this week's episode that was released they had gone and then they had to come straight back two weeks later and they had everything saved every job quit and then that had to change but for yourself I guess Australia was always in the back of your mind you had been there before which I guess is probably a quite a different experience to a lot of Irish people going over it's seen as something that I think they watch in home and away um yeah. or you know, and they see the Sydney lifeguards and we kind of grow up with this, I, I think, kind of internalized idea that Australia is um, magic. It's it's the dreamland. It's where we all want to be. It's the lifestyle that we crave. I think it's the heat. It's the sun. And we grow up watching that. And for yourself, you got to experience that at 21 um, in technically the Perth winter or yeah the Australian winter but it was still probably like our summer at the end of the day yeah. and you got to experience that you got a taste for it and yeah like you said you promised yourself that you would go back and before we talk about that kind of decision to that why this was the right time and everything like that I'd love to know a little bit about that time when you were growing up in Ireland because I think it does make a difference of how we view it now as, as kind of adults and in inverted commas, this idea of, you know, did you appreciate what was on your doorstep? I think you're from Mayo. So it was this like a stunning county, like the most gorgeous part of the country. I'm I'm a huge, I was, like I said, lived in Westport. So I, I'll never stop talking about how much I love Mayo or the people of Mayo or, or the part of the country at all. I think it's some, one of the most beautiful parts of the world. But for yourself, did you find kind of those like teenage years early adult years going to college and things like that how was that for you um because I think it maybe has played a role in in why why you, at the I guess at the core today decided that Australia was for you now 
Okay, so firstly, I'm a very proud Cork woman, but I do live in Mayo now, so that's why you've got mixed up. But no, I am from Cork. Um, I moved up to the West about four years ago, and then we went, we bought a house in Thurlough, me and my boyfriend Ferg. So um, Mayo is, I suppose, well, Sydney is home now, but, you know, whenever I do decide to return home, um, my home will be Mayo. Mayo, which I love. I do love Mayo. I love the people. I love everything about it. Um, But I think for me, like... Growing up, I've only the fondest memories of home. Um, I've always loved Ireland. I still do. And I think I'd be the first person to put my hand up and just be like, these are all the amazing things about Ireland. You know, it's the food, it's the people. It's it's just, it's the crack that you can have with the people around you that nobody else gets. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's the cosy nights in by the fire. The, those little things that you miss now that, you know, you have your hot water bottle, but... It would be lovely if I was sitting in with my family now and, you know, the, the fire was on, we were all having a pot of tea. It's it's those simple things and the way of life that we have at home that you kind of miss when you're away from it. Um, but yeah, for me, was heavily involved with GA and sport all my life growing up. Um, very community feel with anybody who's heavily involved with GA, I suppose you feel like you're really, really part of something. Um, I grew up with, you know, great friends around me, great people around me, very close-knit family. Um and I just I honestly just have the fondest memories of Ireland it's never for me about being escaping Ireland it's more just I've always had this grow in me to go and experience different ways of life different cultures to meet new people and just kind of spread my wings um I suppose for me I've always been so aware that there's so much out there in the world to see and we can get so caught up been living our life in Ireland and there's nothing wrong with that and I know the travel isn't for everybody but for me I just didn't want to get stuck or get caught up in life in Ireland when I had that want in me to go and to experience the world um and I mean even into my college years I went to college in UL had the best four years of my life honestly we we drank enough to last a lifetime we went out enough to last a lifetime made amazing friends um and yeah, it's it's just all really fond memories, I have to say. And like even in terms of my home life growing up as well, I've just so many memories being out playing, you know, soccer or being out with the trampoline with cousins or friends on the front lawn and just the lovely Irish country air and nice big garden, nice big lawn to ourselves to go and play. And um, yeah, I really do only have the fondest of memories. And I know even like talking about it now, I can feel that that grow inside me. Do you know what I mean? um home will always be home um it's just right now definitely I wanted an adventure and I wanted to see what's out there because as I said I'm just like the years go by so fast um I was actually just watching the Sylvester Stallone documentary on Netflix recently I don't know if you or any of your listeners have seen it but he at the very beginning just starts to describe time and how just you can't get it back and how he has so many regrets, but that he's just trying to, he's just trying to move forward now. And basically as he looks back in his life, and this guy is like late seventies, I think now, um, as he looks back on life, just how fast it went. It's like, he's been on this train and it just, it's just kept on going and he hasn't been able to get off. And all he has now in his words was just basically these pictures, these little snippets of, you know, the train passing all the way through. And I was like, I just, I don't want to be 40 years old, you know, with hopefully some kids someday and be like, why didn't I just go? I don't want any regrets. So um, although home will always be home and I absolutely adore the place, all of Ireland, not just Cork and Mayo. Um, definitely, I just had a little fire inside me that need, needed to be quenched in terms of travel and living abroad. Well, I think the, the first thing is, how could I mistake a Cork woman for a male woman? I think that's the worst <laughs> sin um, that I could ever do. So I feel like I'm just, I'm just alienated all the Cork listeners <laughs> forever. So I'm so sorry. But when it comes to, you know, I think that's such a good point is, I, I think when we used to think of emigration, and I think my first understanding of emigration or going to move somewhere else was the Titanic movie. And in the Titanic movie, they pack up their bags, they never come home. Obviously it ends in devastation, but this idea of you were gone and never coming back. Um, and that isn't necessarily the case. And it's also, I don't think the case when it comes to 
you know, potentially our parents' generation or the generation above that, that they emigrated for, for jobs because there was no jobs here. I think people emigrate now for a multitude of reasons. And I also think that that idea doesn't just come from the fact that they want to escape home or they, they can't wait to get out of here. I think it, the world has opened up and it, it, to be in a previous position to get to experience different things, see different things, if that is what you choose to do and you can make it happen for yourself. It, not all the time, but a lot of the time. And for you, you had this feeling, you had this notion in your mind, you had siblings who had done it before you, you had experienced it for yourself that you were like, I, I, I want to try this. I want to see what it's like over there. And I think you are one of so many, as you mentioned before, Irish people who make that decision or who think about making that decision to go see if is the grass greener on the other side? Is it, is, is Sydney all it's cracked up to be? Is Australia really what it, they all kind of <laughs> have told us our entire lives? And I guess, you know, this decision probably wasn't that easy to make because you had a life here and you had a house here. You had a part family that you really liked that you loved and that stuff in between to make that decision to be like actually I love all this I love all you I I can't wait to come back but it's time for me to go for a little bit how did you come to that I think for me um I'm always somebody that just wants to keep pushing myself outside of my comfort zone because I'm like that's where growth happens um I suppose over the last couple of years as well, I've done quite a lot of work in myself um, mm-hmm. in terms of, you know, healing and in terms of just really working towards the person that I really want to become. And I just felt like by coming here and by embracing change and like that, stepping outside my comfort zone, really pushing my own boundaries, it was all I was going to do was just help me grow as a person. Um, I never want to be that person who kind of get stuck in a rut or get stuck to the same routines and the same things in life or you know they feel unsafe when they step outside of those boundaries I always want to be that person who who just keeps pushing and keeps pushing a little bit more and um yeah we have our beautiful home in Turlock and I have all you know my family and my friends and I feel so grateful and so lucky with the family and friend group that I have around me and obviously Ferg as well um but I just think with great risk comes reward like the risk is leaving all of that behind and the reward is getting to see a beautiful new country getting to meet all of these amazing new people getting to experience things that I've never really done before like whale watching for example I did you know in my first couple of weeks or um, I've been spending so much more time by the beach because it's so accessible or um, just booking random trips say now over the Christmas with friends um, yeah I just feel like that is the reward, a different kind of a lifestyle and um, probably less responsibility in my lifestyle in a way um, as well, which is nice to to kind of embrace. But yeah, it's it's not that I don't miss any of those things. That's not the case. It's just that um, that little fire inside me, whatever it was, just needed to be quenched. And it was only going to be quenched by pushing outside of my comfort lines. Yeah, I think that's I think it's it's definitely an experience that I feel like a lot of people I've spoken to um have mentioned as well. It's this idea that they can love home, but it's time for a bit of an adventure. Yeah. And that's a full sentence as well. And you can love Ireland, but or you can love your family and friends, but it doesn't necessarily mean that that's the full stop in the sense of scenario. Like there is capacity to do to love both things, to try both things, to miss both things more than one thing at the same time. And for yourself, that that like you said, it for the risk it would took, you the rewards you would get would be some things that you couldn't get necessarily, you know, technically speaking, if you were still at, living at, at home and yeah. that life, that the types of rewards you were getting were always going to be different. Um, and I guess that kind of brings me to Sydney and, and Australia and your last kind of seven or eight weeks where you have spent, you know you have I guess tried to set up a life there got a job there try to make friends there and everything like that but I guess I'd love for you to talk a little bit about those first kind of couple of weeks because having spoken to people who who have moved over those first couple of weeks can be a lot for people um a lot of a lot of people to take it's obviously the time zone so you're trying to figure out when you can talk to your family at home 
they say that sometimes some people say that, that Sydney there is just so much in Sydney there is so much to do you've waited so long for this a lot of people would have saved a lot for this for years and it's like almost a little bit potentially of an, like an anti-climax and they're there and it just feels like for people it's like it just seems like it's a it's a interesting couple of weeks um the first kind of you know two or three weeks in, in Australia and for you did you feel, feel that as well are you were you ready to go you had been there before you knew what was going on or was it a bit of a adjustment period hey my name is Hannah and I am the host of Greener Fields if you're enjoying this conversation make sure to leave us a rating share it with your friends and follow us on Instagram to keep up to date with all things Greener Fields I feel like, of course, there was an adjustment period, like everything in your life changes from the people that you're hanging out with to even like that, like your sleep mm-hmm. um, to the place that you're staying, to the foods that you're eating, um, to the job that you're working in. Like there is no part of my life now that has remained constant. Like there is there is nobody here, bar the clothes and the stuff that I brought with me. That is the only thing that was literally in my life in Ireland. And it's not that like my family and my friends aren't part of my life because we obviously we FaceTime all the time and things like that. But physically, they're not actually here in Sydney. So like all I have is the stuff that I brought with me. That's the only constant from Ireland to Sydney, if that makes sense. And the first few weeks um, with all of that change, I think mentally I very much prepared myself. Um, I was just like, you know, you'll miss home there will be hard days there'll be hard moments but you wanted this for the last number of years and here you are getting to live out that dream so I think mentally I was kind of set to to kind of get over the bad days if they did happen to come and the first few weeks for me I was very lucky in that I was staying with a friend um, who's been living over here with many years now so she's well set up living in a really nice area and it was just nice to have somewhere almost to call home from the offset and I know that I was very lucky in that sense like there are people who come out and stay in hostels and honestly I couldn't think of anything worse like I know um my housemate um had a girl who she's kind of to and fro with her her friends with um and that same girl was just saying that you know I've been so homesick I can't stop crying I just want to go home but she's staying in a hostel and she was like people are coming in drunk every night I'm not sleeping you know there's so many different things that can really pull from your experience so for me um getting to live in a beautiful home for the first couple of weeks and get settled and be in a nice area and get to know my bearings was obviously really helpful um you spoke a lot about saving and people like saving up before you come here I can't I can't recommend saving enough it's a very expensive place to be and like it's funny because I watched a TikTok not so long ago and it's this guy I can't remember his name the creator but he's he's working in construction over here and he makes really funny videos about like life in Australia and stuff and he's Irish and he was basically like People think, so people in Ireland think that you'll move to Sydney and you'll be met at the airport. Somebody will be dangling the keys to your new car being like, here, off you go. Or here's your new job. You're going to get on great with everybody. And it's going to be four days a week and you'll get brilliant pay. And here's the keys to your new house, like that everything just comes to you. Just like life is so easy. But like Sydney is very much normal life and it's very hard to, like the only different thing really is the sunshine and obviously the lifestyle is absolutely beautiful as well so the lifestyle and the sunshine but everything else is pretty much the same you still have to earn your keep you still have to make a living and pay rent you still have to go out and do your groceries you still have to do all these different things like you know do your meal prep and your food prep you're still working long hours in the week um so yeah I think for me like the first few weeks because I had financially set myself up to come out and take some time off um for me the first few weeks was just about exploring and getting to see the whole place and just um yeah get to know where I wanted to live uh kind of scope out the eastern suburbs and become a little bit more familiar with the place um but I can absolutely see how it could be incredibly overwhelming like um I can remember even one day I was like so tired I think I'd done like 30,000 steps the same day like it's just the step count is off the charts here um I'd done like 30,000 steps the same day and like it had just been a super busy day I got home and 
I can't remember what happened. Just something kind of went wrong. Something set me over the edge and I just started bawling, crying. And there was no actual reason, Hannah. I was just, it was just a moment of madness. It was one of those waves that come and there's been many more waves since. Um, So I can absolutely see how people can be homesick. I've experienced random little bouts of it myself over the first number of weeks. But I think mentally as well, People have to prepare themselves when they're coming over because there's so much change. You can't just expect everything to fall on your lap. Like it takes a lot of hard work to go and find your accommodation, a lot of hard work to apply CVs and cover letters and get all of those set, a lot of hard work to get yourself mentally prepped for the interviews that will follow. There's a lot of things that you need to do in the first couple of weeks. So I'm just like any of your followers now who are considering the move over, I think the best thing that you can do for yourself is just find a little bit of a mental toolkit, things that will pull you out of a bad day, things that will pull you out of a bad moment and be mentally set to actually rebuild your life here and like hit the reset button, if that makes sense, because things don't come for you. You have to go and get the things. You know what I mean? Um, so, yeah, I think the first few weeks were a really good experience for me. Um, there was waves, you know, tough moments, you know, bad days. But um overall i i loved the exploration period i loved being off work i loved just getting out in the sunshine and taking it day by day it was yeah brilliant i i think there's there's so much there and one thing you mentioned is this idea of um i guess rebuilding your life and essentially that is what it's happening when you move abroad I think it's very different to just traveling because you're, 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 you know, we spoke to people who've done Southeast Asia, who are just traveling around um, South America, things like that, where they're not really sticking to one place and they're kind of, it's kind of transient relationships and things like that. Whereas when you move abroad, like you said, there's bills to play, there's accommodation to get, you have, you'll be working at some point. And essentially what it is, is, is that rebuild, rebuilding of, of, what you had in a different place and that is extremely exciting but for I can imagine extremely overwhelming as well because it's not just you can't necessarily just take one step at a time that that's probably the advice there is a couple of or you know five or six or seven things that are like practically what you need to do to get set up to 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 have that life and to have that kind of security and safety that we all kind of you know luckily thrive off and are I guess again a privilege to be used to and that I think is such a is such a good way to to put it. And one of those things about rebuilding your life is, I guess, trying to build that community of like home away from home and that kind of community of friendships. And I know, having spoken to people before, that they say that their friends become their family very quickly over there because that's what they 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 rely on each other as as they do family at home. Um, because we do need that sense of, you know, even on your worst days, someone's there to, to, to see you for as you are and not to judge you and things like that. For yourself, I'm, I'm sure you probably had, like you mentioned, staying with someone who you knew for a long time. You probably had a few friends who were there in Sydney who had been there for a while. But how has those first couple of weeks been, the last seven or eight weeks been in, I guess, you know, making new friends, putting yourself out there, doing different things, to I guess try and put the initial kind of stage in of making that kind of community of friends or family home away from home. Yeah, so um, I was very lucky. Obviously, I did have you know a friend to stay with, and I do have like really good friends over here. Mm. Um, but like that, like as in, I've really pushed myself outside my comfort zone. I've really pushed myself to get to know new people and like to 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 go on different days out or new experiences in order to meet people and it's really funny like I'm 28 you know at 28 you kind of think god I have my friends made but when you move abroad actually no it's just the beginning um and yeah like as in I can remember even just going to random days out in the very first few weeks and it was nearly like speed dating it's like if you didn't get on with somebody you just tipped on to the next person because you were like I don't have time to give you I'm not wasting any time like I know what I want (laughs) I know what kind of friend I'm looking for and you're not it yeah (laughs) so it's like speed dating for friendship which is hilarious um but yeah I have been I'm not going to say I've been lucky because I've really made the effort to make friends and to to push the boundaries um but I have really good people around me now and like it's funny that you said that about like you know your your friends becoming your family almost that is the case but I also feel like friendships move a lot faster here as well mm-hmm. um because like that you're spending more time together um and mm-hmm. because you have the ability to do that because you know you 
for me, for example, I was living in Mayo every kind of second weekend. I'd be heading down to Cork. So that was a full weekend or I'd loads of, you know, friends who were getting married and they were like weekends away or there was engagement parties or birthday parties. There was so much going on all the time. Um, whereas here, I just have more time because I don't have friends over here who are getting married or, you know what I mean? So you have more time to dedicate to meeting up with friends. And it's so much easier to meet up with people here as well. Like everyone's just mad for whether it's a coffee or a run or going to a gym class or a yoga class or whether it's a couple of beers out in the pavilion down at Coogee or at CBH. It's just, it's so easy to meet up with people here um, because people are always just, they're mad for road, literally. You know, there, there's no other responsibilities. They don't have to go and mind their granny or they don't have to go and do the groceries for their mom and dad. You know, there's no other responsibilities because it's like all they have is themselves here. Um, but yeah, I have great friends around me. Um, people that I've known literally with seven weeks, but I feel like I've known my whole life and I've spent a lot of time with them because I have the ability to do so. Um, and yeah, I like I they are friends who to me I can have that that conversation with like if I was having a bad day mm. or if um I was feeling homesick or just something wasn't feeling right like I have you know really strong friendships made now even in that space of seven weeks which sounds mad if that was to be the case at home I don't think it would be the same but over here it just works a lot faster um so yeah I feel really grateful that I do have great people around me and I know I'll continue to meet new people like say for example my housemate now we met 10 no more we met about 10 days ago and then we moved in together like three days later so we're living together with the last week now but like like that we just got on with like a house on fire just like clicked so instant and um just like really looking out for each other since so yeah it's totally gas it's like speed dating for friends like honestly it's gas um but yeah it I think and like that again for anyone who is moving out here or who's a bit nervous about that piece just remember that like nobody really knows anything about you you can be whoever you want to be here it, it it can be that chance to just like hit the reset button and like find your tribe because I know that friends you know like some people don't have a whole pile of friends mm -hmm. um and you know they might have one or two or three close people around them but when you when you immigrate you have that opportunity to just be completely yourself nobody knows what you were like in primary school nobody knows what like you were like in secondary school nobody's any experience you've in college all they see is what's at face value and what's standing in front of them so it really is that opportunity to just hit the reset button and totally find your tribe yeah I think that sounds like something that I think a lot of people I guess want I think there's something about being in your mid-20s and maybe you figure out you learn a little bit more about yourself and, and I guess for me that opportunity of just that kind of reset that refresh sounds incredibly exciting because I think there is so much maybe I guess baggage that we take with us or things like that of our past experiences or x y and z or expectations but if you do emigrate to Sydney and, and like you said you're taking you can be exactly who you are and no one's going to second question that no one's going to say oh you've changed anything like that it would just be taken as face value and I think this idea of the friendships moving fast anytime I've traveled before I think it's I think it's kind of that universal experience where whether you've emigrated or traveled or you worked away for a summer and things like that is because like you mentioned you are away from your kind of norm or family you have that time you're not taking care of the granny you're not um you know walking the dog you're not going for breakfast and brunch with your parents and things like that and those are probably the things that you now miss at different stages when you're when you're away and it's probably things that when we're at home we maybe take for granted but you have the capacity to to use that time and energy I guess to, to put yourself out there like you said it's definitely not something that I think um, and that would be the same with making friends in Ireland. It's like not something that they're just going to come knocking on your door and be like your best friend. <laughs> like, Unfortunately, yeah. it, it, it takes effort. And I think, again, this idea of maybe not having a lot of friends or things like that in your 20s, there's, there's a little bit of maybe shame associated with it. And that we're all meant to be like super social and super fun and outgoing. But I think the reality is, is that we all crave a little bit more connection. We want to be kind of seen for exactly as who we are, messy and all that good stuff. And when we see people who are kind of on that level, whether that is the person who's up for sunrise or the person who's out for drinks or whoever that person is in you, when you find people like that and you're far away from home, you have time and energy to invest in those relationships and they can flourish yeah. really quickly. And 
I, something that comes up quite often when it comes to to Sydney and again it's like what's written in the media all the time it's it's I know the guy you're talking about um about who who did that TikTok I thought it was absolutely brilliant yeah. this idea that you know we come to Sydney and and because of you know a big part of the conversation in Ireland is, is the cost of living and the cost of house prices and things like that but everyone is very quick to remind anyone who says that that Australia is no different and and particularly Sydney when it comes to accommodation and then also the question of work so it kind of I guess kind of falls into this idea of adulting straight away whereas you know I think if I was going to Sydney now I would almost have this I feel like I would likely just go into the trap of not a trap necessarily of I want to work in a cafe by the beach I want no responsibilities I want to start surfing I want to just take it all take it all off and forget that there would be accommodation that there is an opportunity to have the adult job if if you know what I mean when it comes to the kind of corporate job in Sydney for your experience I guess you know you you have accommodation now you've lived there um with a friend but then also this kind of idea of maybe not going straight into your 88 days and things like that and where's your head at where I guess you decided I want to settle here build a life here and then kind of think about the other part yeah so I think for me um the priority was just to find a job that I enjoyed and something that yeah I don't know just something that I was able to learn in and kind of grow in it wasn't you know about like really it wasn't about huge career growth it was just about finding something that I was genuinely happy in and that suited my lifestyle and that gave me the opportunity to enjoy my weekends off and to embrace the lifestyle as a result of that um I told around with so many ideas and I'm not gonna lie I mean I gave up teaching many years ago now um and I actually had the idea will I go back and do a bit of subbing because number one it's really well paid here number two there's loads of work and then number three you've really short days like you're out the gap by like five past three in the evening um whereas like now in my work it's a four-day week role which is brilliant but like I leave the house at quarter to eight in the morning and I'm not back until about quarter to seven at night so um very different working hours there um and yeah I kind of Fought around with the idea of doing my 88 days to begin with and then if I had done that I would have been back just in time for Christmas um but I suppose because I was coming over here so my boyfriend is still at home Ferg um because I was coming over here on my own and because I wouldn't have anyone to have do have done my farm work with I just felt it was the best thing for me was to just settle in Sydney and to to look for a job opportunity here um because farm work I mean, even just for my sisters and listening to the experience of other people, it can be a very lonely place. And I know that obviously there's a lot of changes now and that, you know, regional work years ago was very different to the regional work nowadays. It can be on a farm in the middle of nowhere, but hospitality also counts. And you can go up to nice places like Early Beach or two hours down south of Sydney. You know, you can. it's more manageable nowadays. Um, but I just felt because obviously there's so much change in your life. And I was coming on my own, you know, specifically that um, I just wanted to to come to Sydney right away. And just I knew that that would help me get settled. Um, I think in terms of like the idea of kind of waitressing that crossed my mind, the idea of going dog walking. There's so many dog walking businesses here. I was like, yeah, maybe sign me up. The idea of going nannying, like there was just loads of these things cross your mind. Um and I know a lot of people who are doing different things like that and they're really enjoying it and it's something that they would never have done at home. I think that's the beauty of it. You have the freedom to do that here without judgment. Like if I was to get a job, dog walking at home, mm-hmm. like the judgment that would come with that, mm-hmm. it's not even worth getting the dog walking job. And that's nothing against anyone that's walking dogs. But I just know that if I was to do that or go home to my parents and be like, oh, I'm actually going to go walking dogs full time. They'd be like, you what? Mm-hmm. What, what are you doing you know what I mean so I think over here you have the freedom to to just do whatever the heck you want which is lovely um in terms of jobs and like they so without your 88 days you are more limited in what you in terms of your career uh if you're like working in different roles whether it's accounting or finance or whether it's the retail industry buying merchandising planning any of these things you're obviously um you don't have as many opportunities when 
you are just on a working holiday visa because it's a huge investment for a company to sponsor you. Um, so right now for me, I'm in a nine month contract role. And obviously the ideal is that they'll come along and they'll say that they'll sponsor me. But then again, at the end of the nine months, they might say, actually, no, out you go, go do your regional work. So I suppose you don't really know. You can't make a plan <laughs> per se. Um, so, yeah, I think for anyone, it's about coming over with an open mind. Like you mightn't get work in your industry at the beginning um or for example like teachers coming out now at the moment obviously it's coming into your school holidays so it's not really up until the end of January when you're going to be able to get work again so just like have a think what would I like to do am I happy to work in a bar am I happy to to you know go work in a cafe whatever it might be um and just enjoy it because it's a nice easy lifestyle as well um Working in cafes and restaurants over here is very different to home. Like the waiters and waitresses are just so chill. Oh my God. Like as in you nearly have to put your hand up and constantly ask for something like, Can I have cutlery, please? Can I have water, please? Whereas at home, I suppose it's it's taken a lot more seriously. It goes with the lifestyle. Australians, number one, are very lazy, and number two are just so chill. <laughs> so um yeah, it just goes with the lifestyle. But I think just for anyone moving over, keep an open mind at what you want to do. If there's anything in life that you've considered doing then this is your time to try it out, then, you know, why not? Um, I would say as well for anyone who is trying to get into a role within the industry that they're working in, um, getting in touch with recruitment agencies is the way to go because you're looking for contract roles, you're not looking for full-time um, because you obviously don't have your 88 days done yet. So that's important, I think. Get in touch with some recruitment agencies and see what's what and get them to, yeah, get them to touch your CV and even do a little... Uh, zoom interview you know and then they can see where you can get placed after that yeah I think that kind of really practical tangible advice is something that's really really important because I think we can get swiped up in the idea of you know let's just get let's get to Bondi and then we'll figure it out and there is that of like you mentioned earlier like savings that you can have that capacity to take those couple weeks off so that you're not straight into these big decisions of where you work how you work where you live everything like that and I guess to have that best or the the best type of experience that you can have I think there is planning that can be be done in place from from home from here and and that is only done to to further support you over there and and will help alleviate that I guess sense of urgency or panic or um you know bad experiences or, or heavy experiences of homesickness and things like that if you can feel a little bit more relaxed give yourself time to adjust to the fact that you are technically rebuilding your life from 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 scratch that I think that can really support any Irish person or any person going to Australia and I guess just on that as well I think about like just on that point of like you know being able to do stuff from Ireland before you move over like such a good point and like I would have done all of my interview questions out before I came over I had my CV sorted a cover letter sorted I brought over an interview outfit because over here they work so fast I got a text so much for my second round interview for the job that I'm currently in I got a text at like 1 p.m. to see if I'd be available for a second round interview with the the regional merchandiser who was based in Asia at 4.30. Like that wasn't giving me a whole lot of time to do prep or to go to Westfield and find an interview outfit. So they work really, really fast here. So just in that sense, in terms of like career wise, you can have all those bits done. You can have your CV, your cover letter. You can have all of your interview questions. You can have your interview outfit. You can actually be totally prepped in that sense before you ever get on the plane. Yeah. And that I think is really going to be very helpful for anyone listening, because I know there's some people who follow you who are who are asking you questions about like the practicalities of getting over there and settling and not. And that kind of sense, like I know Sinead Hegel, uh, Sinead Hegel always talks about this idea that you have to give it some a couple of months, like because it is yeah. a big adjustment and it would be. But it is also a, a completely new life. It's scary. It's far away and things like that. And And to that point, I'd love to hear if you could mention you know I guess a couple of the highlights over the last couple of weeks and a couple of the lowlights because I guess with this conversation I try to balance it out because we have some people here who never want to go we have some people here who can't wait to get out of here we have some people who have come home and are trying to figure life out at home but for yourself over the last kind of seven or eight weeks has there been a particular highlight that stands out and a particular moment where you're like I guess it brings me back down to reality which I guess is is life in general and I think you know yeah yeah there's been many, I have to say. I think for me, some of my most special days here have been when I get up for sunrise. 
um there's just something like absolutely extraordinary about being on a beach not too many other people around you like you're just seeing this beautiful orange sky and then out of nowhere the sun just starts to rise and it's like I don't know it's really magical but like I feel like a lot of people get up for sunrise here so it's so easy to do and like when your alarm goes off at like 4 30 you're just like let's do it you know what I mean it's always worth it so any morning with a good sunrise or a sunset is always a very special day and have you know they've they've been well up there um I also went whale watching with a friend which was amazing um we were actually out on the boat and the marine biologist on board who you know was answering all our questions and stuff and being our tour guide she was like is this anyone's first day whale watching and I was like yeah and she was like well it'll be your last because she was like this is this is like a hype of activity she was like this is a very special day we haven't seen anything like this in a very long time like they were just breaching every couple of seconds out of the water so that was really really incredible I have to say and then I think other than that, just I have to say the people I have made some really great friends here and um, like people that I just crave their company now and I get so excited to to meet them for a coffee or to do whatever it might be or just to spend a weekend with them or um, to get down for a dip at one of the beaches. Um, yeah, I think the people has been has been a huge part of my journey so far as well and a real highlight. Um, I think then obviously like turning it on its head and looking at it from the opposite side like what have been some of the low points um so I suppose firstly my sister had a baby it's my first like niece or nephew ever um so that's tough when you see that like when you see beautiful newborn baby coming into the house and just the pure excitement of it all and like I just keep getting so many gorgeous messages like and images of of Dahi the baby and all I want is a squeeze, you know, so that's obviously tough. And while it's such a happy time for the whole family and it's so special, it is hard when you're away mm-hmm. on the opposite side of the world. You don't get to experience that. Um, As well, I suppose plans have changed in terms of I'm, I'm doing long distance right now with Ferg and like, like there's no fear of us. We're together a long time. We're together what, nearly seven years, I'd say. And um, we're well able for it. You know what I mean? It's it's. But it's been difficult. It's been hard. Um, like we've been living together with the last like four and a half years. So we've been so used to being in each other's company, seeing each other every day, you know, um, having like weekends here and there and just just the small things from like having a catch up on the couch after a day of work or getting out, you know, to do a hike at a weekend or um just really the smallest, the smallest things. So obviously that's been tough and um yeah, he was due to move out at Christmas. He's now just visiting at Christmas and he'll be coming out full time from July. So plans have changed. And obviously, I think the change of plans was quite difficult as well because I was here, he's in Ireland and, you know, we couldn't even hug it out and tell each other it was going to be OK that we can do this, you know, Um and like when you're chatting on FaceTime, it's like sometimes you get so frustrated because you just want the person to be in the room with you that you're like, oh, I just want to throw my phone off the wall, you know. Um, so, yeah, it has been tough. Uh, definitely like doing long distance is tough. But I think also on the opposite side of that, a, a high point for me is that I realized that I am really independent and like I am really strong and I'll always be able to look to look after myself because I think probably people in a in a in a long-term relationship will resonate with this you get so used to like being in the safety zone of living life with your partner mm-hmm. um and sometimes you kind of wonder will I be okay without them or no I definitely couldn't live a day without them or I couldn't do this without them like they have to be part and parcel of everything that I do so I think you know for me it was just nice to know you're really strong Roberta you're super independent you absolutely love them to pieces obviously and you know I'm excited for the rest of our lives together but I can do this on my own and you know I'm I'm living a beautiful life here on my own um so yeah there's been many many high points there has definitely been low points as well um got a really bad bout of sickness there like 10 days ago so I'm just starting to kind of come back to myself I didn't even test for COVID but um I know my boss is out with COVID at the moment and it's running rampant so there's possibility it was bad and when you're just feeling crappy like you know fever night sweats stuff like that you just kind of want either a hug from mom or Ferg or someone to be with you um so yeah there's there's definitely been moments but um you just kind of ride the wave like as in I think with every life experience it's kind of like 
good, the bad, the ugly, and you just have to take them all on, you know, take them all on board. You can't just choose the good stuff and leave the bad and the ugly aside. The good stuff only comes and is made much more sweeter because of the bad and the ugly. So um, I think that I think that that's really important. Yeah, I think it's I think it's so true. And thank you for, for sharing those highs, which sound absolutely like the dream, the dream life of these amazing moments of whale watching and the friends you get to make and the moments you get to have. But also, I think the reality of so many other people as well, whether it's a long distance relationship or it's family occasions that are happening on the other side of the world. I think that's what makes, I guess, people like Irish people so special is that we we cherish those moments so much and maybe even more when we can't be with them. And we recognize, I guess, the importance of those relationships and those family and things like that. And I think when I hear of the experiences of Irish people abroad, it always comes back to that. It always comes back to the family, to those core moments, the memories. And I think that's something that is so special. I think it's so special to hear just how much people love the, the people in their lives, no matter what, no matter where they are. Like, I find it like really emotional <laughs> to hear things like that. <laughs> I, I think it's, oh, absolutely. Oh, always. There's, I think it's, um, I think it's just so special. And I think there's something that you mentioned earlier in the conversation was this idea of the mental toolbox and the kind of mental toolkit. And it was it was in regards to, you know, coming out here, making sure that you were kind of resilient enough to be able to kind of get through the first couple of weeks and have those things, whether it's, you know, exercise or meditation or journaling for yourself through those moments of kind of more difficult times when you want to throw your phone at the wall you want to be squeezing your your new nephew what are you relying on to get you through those moments yeah I think for me it's just one thing that I keep coming back to is like reminding myself that I am choosing to be here I made this choice I also have the choice to hop on a plane and go home like I'm fully in control here there's nobody else making this decision for me so if all comes to all and I want to hop on a plane, I can go ahead and do that. So it's just reminding yourself that there's nobody making you be here. You've decided to be here. This is always about a great big adventure. And if it if it's not all that it's cracked up to be, then you have that opportunity and you have that choice to just go home. It really is as simple as that. You can be home in 48 hours. You know what I mean? Um, so that's definitely something that I keep reminding myself. Like if I do have a bad day, is like I'm choosing to be here. Um you know, nobody else has made this decision for me. Um, I think secondly as well, it's just about like, and this is with everything in life, it's just about having like a switchboard is what I like to call it. So, um, and this isn't just when you move away. I think it's just good for positive mental health in general. It's like having those things that can instantly lift you or instantly change your mood. So what might be a particular song that you have great memories of singing with friends or maybe a song that you used to, or that's like a, a reminder of your J1, for example, you know, that song that just gives you the feels and that makes you feel good and, and makes you feel uplifted. Um, Or it might be looking at a particular photograph or maybe you've got a video on your phone that you just keel over laughing at and it just hits you in all the right places. Um, or maybe it's just that one friend or that one family member that you can text or pick up the phone to and instantly they put a smile on your face and they just change things around so it's just about having like that switchboard whatever it might be for you could be something very different for me um I know for me like breath work is something that instantaneously makes me feel way better and um I know that it's not for everybody um I'm a seasoned breath work individual now um I do it every morning and evening but I know that just like that calming breath and just really kind of grounding myself and centering myself and being like it's not as bad as you're cracking it up to be reverted you know what I mean like get over yourself come on pull the other one um so yeah I would say just having those things that instantaneously make you feel good and um as well like I think you need to do yourself favors as well like you can't just come over here and like expect everything to fall in your lap as I said so like make the plans to meet people mm -hmm. um make the plans and do them on your own whether mm -hmm. that might be going off and doing a coastal walk and enjoying some of your own company um like have plans in place that you can look forward to mm -hmm. um because your days will be very long if you're just 
if you're not willing to do that work does that make sense um if you're just expecting everything to come flocking to you then that's not how it works mm. you need to be willing to to make the plans push yourself outside your comfort zone get in touch with people whether that's a dm on instagram mm -hmm. maybe somebody that you follow and actually i think we're the same vibe like a girl over here um who i absolutely adore we we spent some great moments together over here she's actually have to come back to ireland she just wrote to me on instagram a day and just said hey bobby i followed you for your food initially but now i see you're in sydney i'm actually here I think we're the same vibe. I love yoga, I love fitness, all that. Would would you be interested in a coffee? And I was like, absolutely. Sign me up. We went for a coffee. We watched Sunrise a day and, you know, the rest is history from there. So I think like that, just like reach out to somebody. Hop yeah. into somebody's DM. There's nothing wrong with that. And just like find your tribe. So, um, yeah, I think I think a huge part of it, and I sound nearly like a bitch when I say this, is just about sucking it up like and stop having too much pity on yourself as well and just be like, I chose to be here. Now you need to go on and make the most of it. Embrace it all. Just do all the things and then stop complaining. Like sometimes you just need to be a little bit more snappy about it. Absolutely. <laughs> um, Absolutely. And I, I think I, I do that as well at times. Just like, I'm just like, Roberta, snap out of it if I'm having a bad time <laughs> or like a bad moment. Just snap the F out of it. Like, just stop yourself out. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I think that I think it's so true is that, that like you said, there's a choice that particularly when it comes to, to travel immigration, no one's forced to do it. It's a decision that we we are in a privileged position to make after hard work, after savings, after whatever it took to get there. And you can also make another decision to to to, to leave that place. Um, And I think that sometimes, you know, it's this idea of again I think it's and, and it's so hard because I think we think that it's the, the whole idea of this podcast is is the grass greener on the other side and I think for a lot of people initially we see like I wake up this morning I scroll Instagram I see another sunrise I see people out and about I see and I'm here frozen I'm tired but to go to work all these different things and for a moment until I catch myself I'm like sure aren't they so lucky they have it all together. Why poor me, poor, poor me. And then I catch myself and I'm like, Hannah, you are, this is what, <laughs> why are you, why are you comparing to someone, your life to someone's yeah. life on the internet? And the fact that I catch myself is a positive, but I can't, that kind of initial, like, oh, well, isn't it, isn't it lucky for some? Isn't it lucky for some? How, yeah. anything I think it, it's all about that self-awareness about catching yourself when you hear that voice come into your head, the fact that we think those things, I don't think we can necessarily always change them, but we can choose not to listen to them. Um, and again, when it comes to being in Australia, you know, for a lot of people who are going over, um, and I know a lot of people who follow you are, are asking all these questions about how do you make friends? How do you get accommodation? How do you get jobs? I think a part of it is you just have to, you know, you can only, you can prep so much and you can do a lot of prep beforehand, but it's just getting there on the day and making the most of whatever it comes when it comes to reaching out yeah. to those people, putting yourself out there. And, and remembering, like you said, just a few minutes ago, like this is a choice that you made. This is a, this is an exciting position and you can make another decision or another choice that can take you back home if you need to. And there's no shame yeah. in that as well. Um, I think when it comes to towards the end of the conversation, I love to ask my guests for a little bit of advice that maybe their younger selves should have heard, maybe could have heard that they've learned over the last few years that yeah I think that that kind of sticks with them when I guess the moments are a little bit tougher or um yeah just a little bit of advice that you can leave with the, the listeners yeah so I think for me one thing um and it was actually I heard it from Jay Shetty I don't know if you've ever um yeah so huge lover of Jay Shetty I love his podcast I loved his book as well Think Like a Monk um but there was one thing in a in a podcast not so long ago that really hit home with me that I think I've reflected quite a lot on. And it was just because somebody has been a part of your past doesn't mean that you have to force the future. And I think for any one of us when we're quite young, we want to be the person who's like the most popular. We want to have all the friends. We want people to like us and we'll almost change and alter ourselves in order to fit in or to have all of those people like you um and then I think as we grow up like even as we go through college again you'll you'll start to morph into this person so that you can have all of these friends um but I think now I'm just at a point in life where I'm very much accepting of the fact that people have been a part of my past and they don't they don't necessarily need to be a part of my future um 
because I'm very much at home with who I am now and you know people can can play a huge role in helping you to learn and to develop and to grow as an individual but it doesn't mean that they have to stay with you the whole way through um so yeah I think to never feel forced to keep friendships in place if it doesn't feel right if you feel like you've outgrown somebody then that's absolutely okay um and yeah and that's not just in terms of traveling that's obviously just like a piece of advice for anyone is it's okay to move forward and to to leave somebody behind um and there's nothing to feel guilty about or you don't have to feel selfish in doing so it's just simply that you've grown to be two very different people and that it's okay to move forward um the other bit of advice that I would give to somebody is kind of just around positive mental health and it's it's something that I try to share a lot about on my stories and I have talked about my own struggles in the past with um with an eating disorder and and everything that went with that but um I think right now like I'm so aware that when I work at when I do all of these things my non-negotiables is what I call them um that's when I feel at my best and your mental health is very much like your physical health or your spiritual health or your social health it has to be worked on and I feel like a lot of people have this mindset or this attitude that well you're either blessed with good mental health or you're the poor creator who just has bad mental health and there's nowhere in between it's not about that you're not just blessed with good mental health you're somebody who works in it day in day out and whether that comes in the form of journaling or prioritizing getting out for your steps or your fresh air or whether it's making the effort to meet a friend and to feel that connection and to feel that sense of community um like you know if you do have mental health I'm not taking away from research around you know genetics or um any of that thing because I know that it's there but I do think as well that you really need to just you need to be aware that you'll only feel at your best when you start to prioritize yourself and when you start to, to incorporate things into your day that will help you to feel mentally at your best um so yeah don't just take mental health for granted it's something that needs to be worked on every single day and often when you make a big change in your life, that's when mental health can maybe suffer at times. So I think just really, if you're like, if you're moving to Australia or if you're making plans to move in the new year or whatever it might be, um, and you feel like you don't have that mental toolkit, then start to incorporate things into your day now, your non-negotiables. And as I said, that might be like just changing your exercise routine. It might be starting to eat more whole foods. It might be starting to just get better with meeting up with people and having like more of a social life um, instead of being like really introvert because um, they're all kind of things that you'll need in your toolkit when you make when you make the move abroad. Um, because as we've spoken about, there's so much change and you need to you need to be able to ride the wave and have the toolkit there to do so. Listen, this conversation has been so full of like so much very practical advice for people moving over, but also just general life advice and conversation that I have taken so much from because I think it's just when you hear someone's like, you know, the reality of people's experiences, but not just in this situation or the scenario, but over the, the last, you know, 28 years and how you've learned to, 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 make the best of the situations your self-awareness is absolutely incredible it's like so so clear that you are so self-aware and you can pull yourself out of those um kind of I guess kind of pity party moments and, and you allow yourself to have them but also you can take yourself out of them and recognize that where you are today is because of decisions that you've made and and it's exciting and but it's also not always the highlight reel that we on this side of the world expect it to be yeah. Um, and, and there is that balance to everything and I think that I guess what I love about this conversation about this podcast is that there's going to be like the quote that comes up in every episode is that you take yourself with you wherever you go you will be that same person you'll bring insecurities you'll bring your past relationships everything like that with you um, no matter where you go or no matter where you stay but I think there is capacity to find those moments of highlight reels in any and no matter where you are in anywhere that you are yeah. I think that with, with this conversation is highlighted but for anyone who's listening who doesn't follow you who wants to reach out who wants to support you as I hope that they do where can we find you yes so you can find me on instagram it's where i'm more most active at bobby by roberta Hare, and i share lots of food specifically but lots of lifestyle moving to australia now um yeah just kind of 
it encompasses my whole life, I suppose. Um, and I do share a little bit on TikTok there as well. So um, don't be afraid to head over there and give me a follow. Um, but there is one final thing that I'd really like to say. And I think it just, I think home is something that's inside of you. It's inside of any individual. It's not another person. It's not a place. It's not a thing. Um, and I think if you're moving away from Ireland to try and escape your problems, they're going to come with you. Um, so I think the best bit of advice that I can give to anybody is to try and make a home within yourself. Try and have that safe space within yourself. And then wherever you go in the world, whoever you're with, whatever job you're in, whatever your environment or your surroundings, you will feel at home. Um, and I think that that's the only like real bit of advice that I can give give to anybody is is just don't run away from it. Just really try and find that bit of home within you. I couldn't love that anymore. And I think it's the perfect place to end this conversation. So Roberta, thank you so much for joining this episode of Greener Fields. I think so many, I guess, of your followers, but also followers of the, the podcast and, and the listeners who listen, who are constantly asking about Australia and also asking about the reality of everything. And, and that's what we try to bring to, to these conversations. So just thank you so much from the bottom of my heart. I absolutely love that. Thank you for having me, Hannah. I loved it. Thank you so much for listening to yet another episode of Greener Fields. To get involved, follow us on Instagram at Greener Fields and let us know who you'd like us to talk to next. Thank you so much again and I'll chat to you really soon.